Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. And I'm going to share with you a text uh, from the Bible that was originally written as a song and it was intended to be sung on the Sabbath day, and it's from the book of Psalms, Psalm 92. And we'll read the scripture together. Uh, you can follow along on the screen or in your Bible, whatever you have. It says in Psalm 92 and verse 1, it says, It's good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. It is good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning, your faithfulness in the evening. Accompanied by a ten-stringed instrument, a harp, and the melody of a lyre. Now, I'm not talking about a L-I-A-R, amen? We've all heard the melody of one of those, and those are no fun, amen? <laughs> amen. Verse 4 said, You thrill me, Lord, with all you have done for me. I sing for joy because of what you have done. O Lord, what great works you do, and how deep are your thoughts. Amen. I want to talk on this subject this morning, a song of thanksgiving. A song of thanksgiving. Amen. Catherine Jones wrote this little story in the Christian Reader magazine. I wanted to share it with you. She said, my four-year-old likes to say the blessings at mealtimes, usually repeating the same short prayer. Thank you, God, for this gracious food. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, one evening, however, he thanked the Lord for the birds, the trees, each of his friends. He asked God to watch over his family, help them to be good. I was thrilled that he was finally praying from his heart. But after the amen, he took a spoonful of stew and gasped, and then he dropped his spoon into the bowl. He said, I should have said a longer prayer because my food is still too hot. <laughs> you see, this four-year-old had an ulterior motive to his extended prayer of thanksgiving, amen? He wanted his food to cool down. Now, one of my favorite things about November and December, Thanksgiving and Christmas in particular, is how it brings to remembrance how much we all have to be thankful for. Amen. How many of you are ready to take time to thank God for his blessings this year? Amen. How many of you are ready for that? Not an extended time of prayer while we wait for the potatoes to cool, right? But an extended time this Thanksgiving week or maybe this holiday season to count your blessings. I wonder how many people this year, and probably including some of us, we will be giving thanks with our lips and we'll be very well-intentioned with those thanksgiving while our hearts really remain still pretty much disconnected from how thankful we really should be. See, most of us are going to probably spend Thanksgiving Day 
eating a little too much or a lot too much, watching uh, TV parades. I don't even know if those things still come on TV. Do they still come on the television? Okay. And, and then, of course, you know, maybe watching some good football games. Some of you are going to be hunting, maybe doing a few things around the house that we want to do. Some of you will be doing Good Friday shopping on Thursday. Amen. Go figure that one out, right? Some of you might just be taking a good nap, amen, sleeping off some turkey. Some of you are going to be traveling to see family or friends and taking it all in, the sights and the sounds of Thanksgiving, without always really stopping to consider just how good God has been to us. So I think it's fitting on this Sunday before Thanksgiving to read the words of this song that I just read, Psalm 92. It was one of those psalms that was written to be sung on the Sabbath day. Now, by the way, we don't really know who the author is. David did not write all of the psalms. He wrote most of them. But this psalm tells us that Thanksgiving is not just praying over a Thanksgiving Day feast or just words of appreciation that are given once a year to appease God. This psalm tells us that it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. Amen? This week, we're going to count our blessings and give thanks to our God who has given us these blessings. But it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord, not only this week, but every day of our lives. Amen. And today, I'd like us to look at Psalm 92 and how good it is that we can cultivate a habit of thankfulness as we remember the reasons we have to be thankful and also understand the danger of failing to offer God the thanks that he deserves. So let's go back to the scripture, Psalm 92, verse 1. We're going to read the first few verses in verse 1, and it says, It is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. It is good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning, your faithfulness in the evening, accompanied by a ten-string instrument, a harp, and the melody of a liar. So here's the first point that I want to make to you today. It is good to give thanks to God. Amen. It's good to give thanks to God. The psalmist says it's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. Now, what did he or she mean by it, it's good? How is it that giving God thanks is a good thing? Well, first of all, it's good because we know that God really does deserve our thanks. Amen. It's only proper that we realize that all of the good things that we enjoy come from Him. For example, when someone gives you a gift, it is only right and proper that we would thank them for their generosity. Amen. If somebody actually did give Jordan a card with a $100 bill, my assumption is he would say thank you. Amen. And if you give him a card with a $100 bill and he doesn't say thank you, I encourage you to snatch that thing right back out of his hands. <laughs> and you bring that thing to me, and I'll tell you thank you. Amen. But when somebody gives us a gift, we say thanks, right? If you get a, a bonus or a raise on the job, what do you do? You say thank you to your boss or your manager. If somebody opens the door for you or gives you a compliment, it's just proper to say thank you. Amen. I'll never forget one time I was traveling up north, and I held a door open for somebody, and they just barreled right on through. I just thought, what? wait a minute, then I forgot, okay, I'm not in Virginia, I'm not in the South, where, where that's just kind of a normal thing we do, amen? But it's just good to say thanks. 
Likewise, we owe God thanks because he's been so good to us. The Bible sums up, really, the bounty of God to us in James chapter 1 and verse 17. I love this. Look at this. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Did you catch that in that verse? Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. Amen. That leaves nothing out. All the gifts, every good thing, every blessing that we will ever enjoy in this life, it can all be attributed to Him. From the pleasure of a summer day as a child to the smile on your children, or now I get to enjoy the smile on my grandchildren's faces. All of those are gifts that God has given to us. Every loved one in our lives, even the ones who have gone on to be with the Lord, it's true, every good and perfect gift comes from God. The psalm writer mentions giving thanks, making music, proclaiming God's love. That living a life of thanksgiving, really, folks, it's not just to be a duty, but it's a delight. Amen? It's joyful to give thanks. I haven't done the studies on it, but mental health professionals and even doctors have proven that people that are thankful, people that live a life of gratitude, they have better mental health, they have better physical health, amen? They're just better to be around, right? Nobody likes to be around anybody that's ungrateful, amen? People that express gratitude, they operate from a different frame of mind and a different reference, even a different worldview than the ungrateful do in our society. See, the idea is that as we consider God's goodness to our, to our lives, our hearts ought to well up with praise and thanksgiving to the giver of all the good things that we have received. Amen. The Scripture tells us thanksgiving is a party. Amen. Not just a party of turkey and dressing, but a party with our words and our songs and our thoughts that we are to find joy in thanking Him. So you and I have so much to thank God for today. And how are we showing that Thanksgiving? Are you aware that all that you enjoy in this life has come from Him? Every raindrop is a jewel. Every, every sunrise is a reminder that God has given you another day for Him to bless you. Amen? Every mouthful of food that you enjoy, not only this week, but every day of your life, it's given to you by a God who cares about you. We are so blessed. Stop and think about it. Here in this country, for example, our babies are born in spotless delivery rooms or in the comfort of our own homes if we choose to with world-class medical help all around us. We're so blessed. Why do I have the privilege? Why did I have the privilege of going to school with capable instructors while millions around the world are without even a school book, or they sit or squat on a dirty floor if they're lucky getting to listen to a missionary or volunteer teach them? How does it happen that you and I, our children, are going to be tucked into warm beds tonight with clean sheets while millions of babies and children all around the world are going to lie in cold rooms or sleep on dirt floors? Folks, we're thankful. We're, we ought to, we've got a lot to be thankful for. Why is it that I can have a warm meal whenever I want to and eat as much as I want, amen, when millions of people live their entire lives every day feeling the gnawing pangs 
of hunger. Now, I don't know who did the demographic study, but somebody evidently studied Hanover County and found out that people in this part of town, we must love chicken. Because I'll never forget when they started developing the Rutland Commons area. And, man, I got really excited when they built this Popeye's right here on the corner. I was like, "Woo! amen, love that chicken from Popeye's. And then right down the street, all of a sudden, they started building some more restaurants. I was like, man, now they're building the Bojangles. Hallelujah. And then right down the street, they built a Chick-fil-A. I'm like, okay, we have three chicken restaurants within rock throwing distance. We must love some chicken in Hanover County. Now you know what I need them to build? A chicken fiesta. Woo! You want to make a brother happy, build a chicken fiesta in Mechanicsville. Amen. How many chicken fiesta people do we have in the house? Can I, I'm going to just give you a piece of advice. If you've never been to Chicken Fiesta, go treat yourself to rotisserie chicken, beans, and rice. You will thank me later. Amen. But see, we, everywhere you turn, folks, I mean, there's restaurants on every corner. You can go to Wawa or to uh, Sheets and get a delicious sandwich at the gas station. I mean, what? we're so blessed in America. We don't realize how blessed we are. Do any of us really deserve this kind of wealth? Why me and not the countless millions who don't have that? See, most of us, we're going to go home today. We're going to sit comfortably in our homes while many, many others around the world are going to sleep in cardboard boxes or in grass huts. Others are going to sleep in the rain. We have so much to be thankful for. And by the way, can I just throw this out for good measure? Before you get too proud or cocky looking down on homeless people or the down and out or people who are struggling, you need to remember you're just a handful of bad decisions away from being in the same place that they are. Amen? You need to thank God for your blessings in your life. Robert E. Bruce shared this true story. He said, while walking along a busy street one day, I heard someone singing. His sweet voice was distinguishable even above the noise of the traffic. When I located him, I was surprised to find that he had no legs and was pushing himself through the crowd in a wheelchair. When I caught up to him, I said, I want you to know, friend, that to hear singing from a person in your condition has given every one of us a lift. The man answered with a grateful smile and said this, when I stopped looking at what I had lost and began concentrating on all I had left, I found much for which I could rejoice and be happy. What about us? Here's a sobering question. Do you spend your time thinking about what you've lost or what you have left? Amen? See, I know it's easier said than done, but do you focus on what you don't have or what you do have? Do you spend time thinking about what you lack or lost or what you have an abundance of? So you might even be somebody who's living from paycheck to paycheck, but have you stopped to be thankful for the paycheck, amen, that you do have, amen? Or even have you stopped to be thankful for the ability to generate a paycheck? You know, because to be honest, in this country, guys, our idea of being broke is way different than what being broke and destitute really is. Being broke is not, I can't spend a fortune at Christmas. <laughs> being broke is not, I've got to cancel Disney Plus and Netflix so I can pay my cell phone bill. Amen. 
That's, that's not being broke. Being broke is not, I can't stop at Starbucks today. That's not being broke. See, most of us, we live in luxury compared to the rest of the world. See, the problem is you're comparing yourself to the person that you want to be like or that you're envying. No, we live in luxury compared to the rest of the world. I read that if you own a Bible, you are abundantly blessed because one-third of the people in the world still do not have access to a Bible. Did you know I have a shelf and a half full of Bibles at my house? Robin told me just a couple weeks ago, she said, you know something I'd like for Christmas? I said, what? She said, I'd like a New Living Translation Study Bible. You know what I did? I got up and I walked to my shelf and I said, here's two of them. I really did. I I said, I mean, I'll buy her one, but I'm like, here's two. One of them I haven't even opened. It was a gift. I've been using the other one, amen? We're so blessed. We've got an abundance I mean, we got Bibles collecting dust on our shelves. Amen? If you woke up this morning with more health than illness, you're more blessed than, guess what? 1,147,286 people who will not survive this week. 1.147 million that won't live through the week. If you have never experienced the danger of war, the loneliness of imprisonment, the agony of torture, or the pangs of starvation, you are more fortunate than 500 million people living on the face of the earth today. I think that's probably a low number. If you've got food in your refrigerator, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, and at least $20 of net worth in your pocket with a place to sleep, guess what? You are richer than 75% of the people in the world. Wow. You see, folks, God forgive me when I whine. Amen? See, by the world's standards, all of us in this room are wealthy. And you know, even by Western standards, most of us are wealthy. Do you have a cell phone? Luxury. Do you have more than one car? Luxury. How many suits or pairs of pants do you have hanging in your closet? Amen. Uh, several years ago, some of you might remember this. We did a little clothing drive for our community, and we decided let's collect some clothes. And I came up with this idea, and I said, you know what? Let's tithe out of our closets. Anybody remember us doing that? Remember when we did that? And we did this campaign we called Clothe Richmond, and we encouraged everybody on a particular day to bring a tithe of clothing from their closet. Man, I had no idea. No joke. From right here. All the way to the front pew, from that door to that door, and stacked about four feet high were bags of clothes and shoes. And that was just from Davina's closet. Amen. <laughs> no, but, but seriously. And, we, and I was, we were overwhelmed. I was like, oh my word. So we were taking, I mean, it took us a few days to take all the stuff to the Salvation Army and to the Goodwill for distribution. We're so blessed. I challenge you right now to go home and look in your closet. 50 dress shirts, 20 pairs of pants, 15 pairs of shoes, whatever it might be. We're so blessed in America. We have so much abundance in America. Amen. Do you have internet? That's a luxury. Do you have a home with more than one bedroom? Luxury. Do you live in a home of your own? Luxury. See, our blessings become our burdens, though, when we forget to live a life of gratitude and thankfulness. 
Folks, materialism is nothing new in America. Materialism is something that we have struggled with for probably 100 years in this country because we're so blessed. Amen? See, we struggle because, how many of you will admit this, it's hard to say no to your flesh, isn't it? You don't need another shotgun. You just want one. <laughs> Come on, tell the truth and shame the devil, amen? You don't need another fishing pole. You don't need another pair of shoes, amen? We struggle because it's hard to say no. You know why it's hard to say no? Because I love me some me. And you love you some you. Go on and tell the truth. Amen. You know it. We get sometimes mad at God or just at life in general because what we want is not always what we should have or what we can even afford to have. See, some of you right now, you're stressed out over buying Christmas presents this year. You want to know why we're like that? It's because we live in luxury. We live in luxury. We are accustomed to all of the trappings that come with materialism. We say things like this, my kids deserve a nice Christmas. Really? <laughs> Why do we say that? None of us deserve a nice Christmas. Amen? Man, y'all getting quiet. I don't know if this is conviction or reality or what this is. You know what our kids deserve? Love, food, shelter, and an education. That's what they deserve. Everything else is icing on the cake, amen? By the way, we call it stuff because it's just going to end up stuffed in a closet somewhere and end up at the Goodwill before next Christmas when we clean all the stuff out again to make room for more stuff, right? See, today I want to release some of you right now. Some of us need to be released from greedy family members who get offended if you don't get them a gift. Amen. I release you from those people. Amen. We might need to be released from greedy children who want everything that everybody else has. I release you from that. And I release you from the spirit of envy and the pressure that society puts on us that causes us to want to keep up with our neighbors and our friends. And it also, hear me, remember, it causes us to focus on what we lack and not what we have. Amen? We've got so much to be thankful for. See, folks, in America, we don't have a prosperity problem. We have a perspective problem. Not a prosperity problem. We have a perspective problem. Amen? We got turkeys in the kitchen we can't even give away. That's how blessed we are. Amen? Davina said, we don't have any live turkeys here. And I said, I stand to object. I object to that. Amen? We got some turkeys around here. We, we got some live ones and some frozen ones. Amen? But see, folks, we are blessed. So first thing we got to give thanks to God for our blessings. Here's the second point I want to make. We have so much to thank God for. I've already rattled off a few things, but look at Psalm 92, verse 4 and 5. I love this. You thrill me, Lord, with all you have done for me. I sing for joy because of what you have done. I love verse 5. Oh, Lord, what great works you do. And how deep are your thoughts? Don't you love that verse? You thrill me, God, with all the good stuff you've done for me. I sing for joy because of what you've done. See, these verses invite us to look around at all that God has done for us. Look around and see God's works. Listen to his thoughts and consider his love. Did you know his work in your life goes all the way back to your beginning? Psalm 139, verse 13 and 14 says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body. 
You knit me together in my mother's womb. This is why we believe life starts before birth. Verse 14, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Husbands, you think your wife is complex, right? You're right. God made her that way. Amen? Women, sometimes you think your man is a mystery. Guess what? God made him that way. God made us wonderfully complex. And see, no matter how many difficult things happen to us in life, there's joys that we can see if we just look for them that make our lives all worthwhile. We're part of the wonderful work of God. And for that, we should all be thankful. Amen. Among all the billions of people that have ever existed, God knows me and cares about what happens to me. Matthew 10 and verse 30 says that he knows even the very number of hairs on your head. Amen. Now, God's greatest concern is not the number of hairs on your head. Amen. But that you and I be saved from our sin. And instead of leaving us to be condemned, the Bible tells us that he came and he died on the cross so that we can enjoy eternal life. We got so much to be thankful for. So knowing all this, having experienced all that we've experienced, why would we not be thankful to God? Psalm 92 says, number one, it's good to give thanks to God. Number two, we have so much to thank God for. And number three comes from verse six. Are you ready? From the NIV, it says this, only a simpleton would not know, and only a fool would not understand this. That same verse from the New Living Translation says, senseless people do not know, and fools do not understand. So here's the third point I want to say about being thankful. Don't be the dummy. <laughs> That's what verse 6 said. It said, uh, all these things that we need to be thankful for, it says in verse 6, only senseless people don't know and fools don't understand. Two categories of people are not thankful. The senseless, and the King James Version, it uses the word brutish. Everybody say ignorant. And the foolish, everybody say arrogant. That's what he's saying. He said only senseless people and fools don't understand this principle. See, the senseless man goes through life giving very little or no thought to the generosity of God, the blessings of God. And to be sure, they, also, they still get to enjoy the blessings of God. But see, they sense no responsibility, really, to genuinely thank God for all of the blessings that they enjoy. They spend all their time and their energy seeking their own comfort and, and pleasure. And they tend to believe that it really is themselves that they have to be thankful for. All of us have heard, heard this saying before, but if you ever see a turtle on a fence post, you know one thing. He didn't get there by himself. And you didn't get there by yourself. I didn't get where I am by myself. We are all blessed. And they, there's people, uh, they, they enjoy life and they enjoy the gifts that God gives, but they don't recognize the giver of those gifts. The Bible says they're senseless. And then there's the foolish man that the Bible says. The foolish man can be translated as the arrogant man. This is the one, he has a lot of the same characteristics as the senseless man. The only difference is, the only exception is, he chooses not to be thankful. That's why the Bible calls him a fool. This person realizes that God's given them all the good things that they have, but they really refuse to thank God by living their lives in a way that honors Him. They might even occasionally acknowledge God with their lips. They may occasionally utter the words or say thank you, but their hearts have never really thanked God enough to bend the knee and to surrender to God as the Lord of their life. And here's what I know, and I say this very kindly, but if you do not serve God, 
then there's one of two things. Either you don't understand His blessings in your life, or number two, you're really not thankful for His blessings in your life. Because here's the deal. If you were, or if you understood, then how could you not help but surrender your life to Him? Amen? See, it's not enough just to acknowledge God on Sundays or holidays. We need to acknowledge Him in the most important, significant way, with hearts of faith and obedient lives that are submitted to God. Are there really people who, according to the Bible, are so ignorant or arrogant that they can live without giving thanks to God? Yes, they're all around us. Amen. The cartoon character Bart Simpson one time said, uh, in one of his episodes, he said, We made all this stuff on our own, so thanks for nothing. Guess what? Sorry, Bart, don't be the dummy. We didn't acquire everything we have on our own. What did the Scriptures say? Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Amen. It comes from the Lord. Here's a good mindset that describes the simpleton or the senseless or the foolish man that I'm talking about. Romans 1.21. Look what it says. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave Thanks to him. Catch, don't miss that. These are people that know God, but the Bible said they don't glorify him as God or give thanks to him. But their thinking, because of that, became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Folks, this is a cause and effect. If you know God and you don't glorify Him as God, if you don't live a life that is thankful, guess what? You will become futile in your thinking. Your life will become dark. You can't know God and not be thankful for what He has done in your life. Amen. How do you glorify Him as God? By living for Him. By serving Him. By giving Him the fruit of your lips. Amen. And the, and, and the example of your heart that is committed to Him. See, the strange thing is that people with this mindset that we just read about, they can sit in churches, they can sing songs, they can go home and they'll say grace over the turkey and they'll say a nice little prayer, longer than the normal prayer, and talk about God's blessings on their life and still not have a thankful heart. See, a thankful heart is not just words, it's how we live our lives. Here it is, don't be the dummy. Don't be the one that the Bible talks about. True gratitude to God, true gratitude to God comes from a response to the grace of God in your life. God has given each of us physical and material blessings, but without Jesus living in our hearts and lives, we really have nothing. Look what was said to the, by the Lord to the church of Laodicea in Revelation 3, verse 15. He said, I know your deeds that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish... You were either one or the other. So because you're lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I'm rich, I've acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. But you don't realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Amen. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich. And white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see those whom i love i rebuke and discipline so be earnest and repent here i am i stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door i will come in and eat with that person and they with me 
Boy, to see the church of Laodicea could have really been a nice picture of what America is like these days, right? Money, they had health, they had so many other things that they could be thankful for, but they were missing the one thing, that committed relationship with the Lord. And without him, folks, they were just poor. They were wealthy, but they were poor. Without him, they were blind to the things that were really valuable. Without him, the Bible says they were naked and lost. See, our, the whole Christian life really should just be one big thank you. One big thank you. A living expression of our gratitude to God for His goodness in our lives. Amen. I want to ask the praise team and the musicians to come. So this Thanksgiving, I want you to remember this. Now, I didn't write this, but I think it's so good. Be thankful for the taxes you pay because it means you're employed. Be thankful for the clothes that fit a little too snug because it means you have enough to eat. Be thankful for the shadow that watches you work because it means you're out in the sunshine. Be thankful for the lawn that needs mowing, the windows that need cleaning, and the gutters that need fixing because it means you have a home. Be thankful for the spot that you find at the far end of the parking lot because it means you're still capable of walking. Be thankful for your huge heating bills because it means you're warm. Be thankful for all the complaining that you hear about the government because it means we still have our freedom of speech. Amen? Be thankful for the lady or the man behind you in church that sings off key or worships too loud because it means you can still hear. Amen? Be thankful for the kids that are running around the church after church and making all that racket because it means our church is still full of life and there's a generation that is being raised in the truth of the gospel. Amen? Be thankful for the smudges on the walls and the spills on the carpet because it means we're a living, breathing organism, not a bunch of museum for dried up Christians. Amen? Be thankful for the piles of laundry and ironing that you have to do at home because it means your loved ones are still nearby. Be thankful for the alarm that goes off and wakes you up every morning because it means you're still alive and you've got a brand new day. Be thankful for the weariness and the aching muscles at the end of the day because it means you've been productive. Amen. Are you thankful? In her classic autobiography, The Hiding Place, Corey Tim Boom tells this story of a time when she and her sister were forced to take off all their clothes during Nazi inspections at the death camp and they were standing there naked in front of those soldiers and Miss Tim Boom stood in line and she felt forsaken and defiled. Suddenly she remembered that Jesus hung naked on the cross. Struck with wonder and worship during that awful forsaken moment. Corey Tim Boom leaned forward and whispered to her sister, Betsy, they took his clothes too. And standing there naked and ashamed before the soldiers and the strangers, her sister Betsy gasped and said, Oh, Corey, and I never thanked him. And I never thanked him. You see, true thanksgiving is recognition of what the Savior has done for us in our lives and remembering to thank Him for it by living for Him.
See, as you get ready this week to celebrate this wonderful time of Thanksgiving, I want to ask you, is there a song in your heart of thanks to God? Are you filled with joy of all the blessings in your life? There's some of you, you might have had a hard year. You might have suffered some loss. But can I just tell you, the reason you feel the pain of loss is because you have at some point experienced the blessing of love and gain. Amen. We've got so much to be thankful for. I want you to stand with me all over this house. I'm not going to ask you today to work up a feeling that's not there. But I am asking this question. Are you responding to God's grace in your life with joyful thanks? Amen. Not just for the material blessings that God has given us, because we all know material things come and go, right? But is your heart full of thanks for this great gift of salvation? If God has not given you one single material thing this year, can your eyes still brim up with tears and your heart still leap for joy and knowing that Jesus Christ is still the Lord of your life? Amen. Hallelujah. Can you be thankful that, like the words of the old song said, I came to Jesus weary, worn, and sad. But he took my sins away. He took my sins away. And if you can't say that, let me invite you to give your heart to the Lord. The greatest expression of thanks that you can do is to submit your life to him, to bend your knee and say, God, I surrender all. I repent of my sins. I invite you into my life. Lord Jesus, I give you my life. And I want you to turn my life around. Folks, you already know I love the altar. I love altar calls. Here's what I want to do. If you're that person, I invite you to come. But I also want to invite every single person who can. I invite you to step out of your chair and come forward with your hands lifted and say, God, I just want to say thank you again. I want to say thank you for every blessing in my life, every joy, every gift, every can of food that's in my pantry, every pair of shoes that's in my closet, I thank you that I'm not going home to a cold house. I thank you, God, for all of the blessings in my life. Our praise team is going to sing. And as I invite you, I want you to come. And let's, let's experience this passage. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. Amen. And express that to him right now. Love's like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind.
present gift, God. Thank you that I have a job. Thank you that I have a church family. God, thank you that I've had another year of life. Thank you, Lord, for all your goodness. Thank you for your salvation in my life. Thank you for your grace that is new every morning. Thank you for forgiving me all the times I mess up, all the times I fail. Thank you, God, for mercy that is new, grace that is new every morning. Thank you for the grace of God in my life. Thank you for my friends and my family. Thank you, Lord, for my brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you, God, that I still live in a land that is free where I can worship and express myself, God. Thank you, Lord. 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 We're so grateful to you, God. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. 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 Amen. Amen. Are we such a blessed people today? Amen. Before we close this service, here's what I want you to do. I want you to find three people, three people you normally don't greet. Give them a hug if you feel, if you're a hugger, if you're not, shake their hand. Look them in the eye. Say, I am so thankful you are in my life. Come on, that's it. Find somebody, tell them you're thankful that they're in your life. And I pray you have an amazing Thanksgiving week. God bless each and every one of you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. We'll see you next Sunday. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss one of our videos or live streams in the future. Also take a moment and share this with a friend. Be sure to join us 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. each week live as we celebrate Jesus together here at Life Church. God bless you.